0: What's good, Will Freeman, Design.com talking to you today about why failure is not feedback. So this is something you hear a lot in the self-improvement circles, failure's feedback, fail fast, fail aggressively, learn from it, that is not the right approach. And if you don't believe me, ask a guy in his mid-40s who's going through divorce, I've dealt with uh, a number of clients going through that situation, or who were recently divorced, and that's not a good situation to be in. Or a guy who just spent his life savings on a business that didn't work out, and he bought, uh, you know, two Subway franchises, and the location was wrong, and you know he's done, and he's got to go back and get a job. Um, failure is feedback only in the sense of you can learn. From your mistakes but it is not a license to make mistakes and you could go through the next decade making very little to no mistakes on your goals if you do things correctly and what I mean by that is when you have the right models and the right strategy and the right people to learn from you don't have to make mistakes because they've already made the mistakes and they've put The course or the video or the mentorship together to tell you in advance not to make those mistakes and to tell you exactly what mistakes you are making before you make them and this is something I made a major mistake of in my 20s was not investing nearly enough in uh, courses and mentorships I mean I was always reading but there wasn't there just wasn't the amount at all of what's available today Um, today if you're starting you know, let's say you have a six-figure legal practice, right? There are courses that will describe to you every facet of scaling that business, as well as comes with a mastermind group of other lawyers and people that are in your position or um, used to be in your position, now they're doing seven figures, as well as usually the owners of those um, mastermind groups and courses have gone from six to eight figures in that field. And even as recently as five or six years ago, you could be in a, a mastermind with a course for let's just say a general service business, but there wasn't a whole lot available for if you were a lawyer. Um, and you, you might have been able to find a marketer who specializes in lawyers, but now you most certainly can. So I work with um, a very successful marketer who's worked for Grant Cardone, Kevin Hutto, um, his name is uh, Edwin Torres, if you need marketing, look him up. And you know, he works with, with marketers that, he does marketing for other marketers, he's that good. And he does marketing for guys who work specifically with lawyers. So if you're a lawyer, you have someone who can do your Facebook ads, Google ads, um, help you get Google reviews, which is the big thing, and do all that for you, for a fee and they've done it for hundreds of other lawyers prior to you. And then you can get in a mastermind group and a coaching course that's gonna teach you you know, how to evolve past your S-Corp and into a, a multi-member LLC, for example. Um, you can learn, uh, you can you can get a course to learn how to set up an offshore structure to own um, your subsidiary and, and get your corporate taxes down from. 20 to 15 percent, you can hire somebody working through the latest AI apps to do your bookkeeping and your invoicing. I have a, uh, a lawyer client as well, which is why I'm using this example, we just got him onto a software that's going to automate most of the invoicing for what he's doing. And that software called Clio is designed specifically for lawyers because lawyers have specific um, billing arrangements and, and ways that they have to file out the, the billing. It's actually quite important because they're charging a lot of money and to show that all the money went into this specific type of work. You can join the group and it's gonna tell you what kind of margins you should be getting, right? You should be getting you know, 66% back on every lawyer that you hire. So if you're paying a guy 300 grand, uh, you should be making 200 grand off him. The, the margins are great. Um, you can learn the, you can do coaching with someone like me who can tell you these things as well as tell you, dial in on the type of avatar you're going for. Are you going for you know, environmental or business litigation? Okay, business litigation, who, who are you targeting? All right, you're gonna be one targeting wealthy conservative entrepreneurs in their 40s to mid 50s who are like very litigious, who are gonna be happy to pay 20K a month because they're always in some type of contract dispute. Uh, these are the types of guys that are gonna fight a parking, $100 parking ticket, right? They're warriors, they're on the offense, they always wanna fight. And they're happy to have a solid masculine lawyer in their corner that's going to tell them the truth and then like attack their interests and celebrate those victories and, you know, be on them like a pit bull, right? You know, a a Trump type of of character is the guy for, you know, dialing on the avatar, right? Um, So I've done some coaching on that. Um, So you can have... The life and business coach like me you can have stuff for the specific technical aspects of of scaling your lawyer practice that it might involve how to make cases copy and paste using ai or chat um you know what to look for in hiring a specific lawyer where to find said lawyer uh the obstacles you're going to have at scaling um you know do you need an office or can you go remote i mean everything's mapped out so This whole failure and and failure is feedback thing, to me, failure is something you should have to deal with the most reluctantly possible, right? Like it's the absolute, failing on any of your big goals should be the absolute worst case scenario. And I'm not saying don't be aggressive and get in there and do it. Um, I am saying get in there aggressively and do it and take imperfect actions on the actual projects that you're doing within that goal. But the actual goal should be very well thought out. And if you are going to fail on something, I'm, I'm currently in about four businesses right now, it should be something that you can tell is a failure within a month or so. And it's a limited amount of, of uh, time and money invested in that. And you're thinking it's gonna sell relatively well, and then maybe it sells okay, in the second month, you're like, tweak this, tweak this, tweak this. But at the end of the day, it's not a big loss, as opposed to, I'm gonna do a tech startup and put three million into it, and it's gonna be a year of development before I'm even ready to send it to a customer. Um, that is not a fit, right? So, you don't wanna keep failing and justifying it as learning experiences. I've seen this with a lot of people, and. Um, it's sort of like well that was meant to happen the universe wanted it that way it wouldn't have happened you know if the universe didn't want it I don't look at it as a failure I look at it as a learning experience fuck all that okay tell that to the guy who just lost half his net worth and has got divorced and has two kids that he's you know trying to raise as a as a single dad half the time and paying 5k a month in, in alimony right or the guy who spent five years trying to get a business off the ground, you know, beyond a certain revenue, and, and it just wasn't a viable business in the first place. Okay. Um, failure at businesses, when you've invested a lot of money and time in it, is, is brutal. Okay, it's it's different if you've just taken, you know, you're doing a dropshipping store as one of your fourth streams of income, and you've hired an operator to do it, and you, you give it two months, and you put 10 grand behind it or whatever. Um, you know, as a as an income stream that you, you'd hope would get you forty grand, right? Um, but even then, I wouldn't I wouldn't go recklessly into a goal. So you want to have your goals extremely well planned out. Um, you can see exactly how to do that in my Life Game course. How to plan out your decade goals and your yearly goals, and assign projects for them, and then have daily tasks for those. But for any large venture that you want to get into or large goal, and I, I would still consider like. You know an optimum physique or like the ideal girlfriend um, you know the the wealth protection and expat goals like where you want to have bank accounts gold Bitcoin um, you know uh, all uh, passports things of that nature that should be very well thought out to where you're not going to fail and Investments is an example, right? You might have gone all-in on Bitcoin and and, You know lost 80% as opposed to if you're actually trying to hedge properly uh, You should be looking to lose money somewhere and looking to make money somewhere, right? You've got your gold your Bitcoin your equities. I don't like most of those things by the way Um, and You're looking to have a proper hedge where each year you're losing some here making some here keeping pace with inflation hopefully making a bit more than that but you know, ultimately, you're just happy to maintain your wealth and the bulk of your wealth comes from, from a business, right? So when you go all in on a, let's say, a Bitcoin or something, well, you are allowing a major failure to potentially occur. You're also allowing a major win, but it's not a risk that you have to take. Now, you can make the same argument and say, well, oh, business is risky. Well, it doesn't have to be that risky. As I just said, there's a lot of businesses you can start for very little, or if you have a good amount of net worth and multiple streams of income, you don't have to take the time risk and you can put 20 grand towards something, hire an operator, and you know give it two months and see if it gets traction, right? But ultimately, that's not necessarily considered a failure because you're using that um, it's a project towards a target of you know you need an extra 300,000 in income a year or you need an extra your targets a million a year so you need to do something you'll do that and you'll do the next one it's only a failure if you could have just taken that money and put it back into one of your your businesses right it was a failure in planning and foresight to expose yourself to a risk when you when you already had that money available in in one of your businesses, and as far as if someone was still working a job, if you're watching this, I'm assuming, you know, you're an entrepreneur. That's who I talk to. I don't consider the entrepreneurship thing really a risk if if working a job and making bitch-ass money is not an option for you. You have no choice, um, but you do have a choice in the type of business that you would start, right? When you Buy a franchise and put 200K into it before it sold anything, and you don't know if the location is going to work, you expose yourself to failure and, and a painful one, right? As opposed to a business that doesn't take a lot of money to start, right? Um, so there's levels to it, but it's not, you want to do everything in the proper preparation to avoid it. And I'll give you an example, and this is something I was bad at. When I was 24 I just thought I could do anything and start any business and had No feet on the ground whatsoever Now at 40 when I'm looking to start a new venture. I do a a lot of research in fact, you know, I Pay people to do the research project for me like right now um, You know one of my partners is looking at uh, this oil and gas deal that we're looking to do and we're digging in. We're calling, you know, engineers pretending to be, um, a com- you know, a, a client to see what their price points are. Um, we're downloading templ- templates of designs to see, you know, if it's if it's feasible to do um, at a high margin and at repeatable, um, templatable operations. Uh, we're looking to see the total adjustable market of deals went off, and that particular state, as well as how many states is this viable for. Uh, we're looking to see who owns the companies that would be getting the deals, who owns the companies where um, the deals would be delivered to us, uh, how much those deals are going for to see are we a, a small part of that um, percentage of the deal, which is what we want, right? Because we want we want to be a tiny part of that deal, which means it's not a huge headache to pay us. Um, we want to see the deal size. We want to see what's the sales cycle. Is it a one month payout or is it a year long payout, right? Is it, is it going to be a long sales cycle? And that's a huge difference, right? As opposed to, let's say this thing costs 10,000 a month to get off the ground. Um, you know, if, if we're getting paid in a month, well then that's a 10K investment. If we're getting paid in a year, we're looking at, okay, that you know allocating 120K to that before we Get a check, right? Then you've got to look into, you know, how many op staff do we need? Do we need an in-person sales guy? Um, can we close this over the phone? Can we close it with a video call? Uh, we'll have to test the response rates to emails, to LinkedIn, to all these things, and that's all stuff, you know, I'm, I'm going to do prior to the deal, right? And just to get a feel for it, even before setting up the LLC. Um, We're going to test the list and we're going to test a bunch of these different factors and call around in the industries and see, you know, how many operators um, you need to handle these types of deals and things of that nature. And that is to save myself um, a year of doing something that potentially wouldn't be viable. Um, In my sales closing business, we're testing another thing next month, right, And, and I know the hours it's going to take I know the approximate amount of um, external output that's going to be going off via LinkedIn Um, reaching out to people I've got an idea of the conversion rate that's going to come back in and then I've got an idea of you know for doing ads what the ad cost is what the cost is to work with the uh, the marketer Um, you know I'm looking for a 3x return on ads I know that scaling beyond let's say 20k 30k and spend i might have to settle for a 2x because it's going to get worse with scale right so i want to know that it it starts at a 3x and so that it it worst case scenario gets to a 2x right if i if i'm starting at a 2x um you know i'm worried that the limitations to scale and all that's going to be done with a sort of an entry level test over the course of a week right and that's to pre- prevent any type of major failure instead of just rushing in and spending all this money and time. And it's probably the time that's that's worse than the mental effort because the, the time pulls me away from, you know, current money-making ventures, right? So it's the opportunity cost of the time and the mental energy and all these things in addition to the money. So... When your attitude is failure is feedback, what I'm hearing is you're not really taking your goals seriously. Um, you're not doing everything possible to prevent a failure. And when you do, well, you get a lot of winners. And that is not telling you not to take risks. It's not telling you to take you know imperfect action. No. You take imperfect action once you get into the deal. Once you get into the deal, okay, we're sending out unoptimized emails. We're sending out, you know, cold calls that aren't perfected. We're sending out um, brochures, you know, like me- media kits via direct mail that could be written better. I don't care. I I, I just want to get a feel for how we do on something unoptimized and then perfect it over time. Um, you know, setting up the LLC you know we move fast on that but you know it, it in, the, in the research phase right you take your time to make sure that you don't prevent anything and this would be the same as 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 anything like a um, you know fitness goal right for you to know in advance like I didn't know in my 20s that everyone that was both jacked and ripped is minimum on TRT uh, almost certainly on TRT plus the SARMs, the peptides, the cycles and things like that. Uh, there's a lot of videos about, is this guy natty or not? If, if you have to ask, he is not. I can guarantee you that. Every fitness influencer is on something, unless it's a, a girl. But every dude that has a shirt off is like, oh, that guy's jacked and rip, he's on something. Minimum TRT, usually cycles of other stuff. Guaranteed for sure 100%. I didn't know that um, until I, Actually got on TRT and can tell the difference between someone with rounded, you know, shoulders who's who's on it and someone who's not, as well as getting into this um, influencer game and getting to know a bunch of guys, you know, and that that was just confirmed for me. So, you know, that's that's something that if you hadn't planned properly and done your research, you would have thought, well, what am I doing not to progress and all these things, and you would have known, okay, if I want the target of uh, 60 pounds of muscle, I can get lean, you know, 30 to 40 myself. Above that, I'm going to have to, um, you know, add some more to it, right? As opposed to just cranking it out, killing yourself in the gym, lifting way too heavy for like a decade, um, trying to get there, and, and you know, being frustrated and not reaching your goal for that decade because you you set the wrong goal. Um so I hate failure and that that's you know, that's a smaller goal. The woman one is is huge too. Like, if you haven't studied um, social dynamics and dating and got into the field and, and dated a bunch of girls, and you're gonna go ahead and get married, you are opening yourself up to some major failure. even if you have, if you're legally getting married in North America, you are taking a monster failure risk. I advise that under no circumstances since the, since I started this site and, and to this day, even in most countries, even outside of North America, uh, you're opening up to losing half your shit, you know, divorce in your mid-forties with kids, alimony, all these things. Very dangerous proposition. If you look at the billionaire's net worth, it's like it's going up straight from like 20, 30 years, and then boom, takes a dive, 50% gone uh, in a divorce. Um, Jeff Bezos lost $40 billion. His wife left him. Tom Brady's wife just left him. Uh, Bill Gates, uh, Donald Trump's on number three. Uh, every guy on that Forbes 500 list, almost all of them, um, you know, are on their second or third, you know, they're doing it again. Now, whatever, they can afford it. Uh, you know. But for the, the six, seven figure entrepreneurs, it's, it's gonna hurt. So you need to do whatever you have to do to prevent a major failure. And I call this consequence inequity. Um, it is not feedback in your, in your 40s uh, to, to go through that. It is something you have to go through. You'll learn from it but you will learn that you probably shouldn't have done it in the first place, right? Maybe you wanna get married again, maybe you the second one works out, but you know, a lot of guys are just gonna learn like, I shouldn't have done that, I should have done the homework, right? Um, so failure on any type of big goal or objective is fucking terrible. And it sets you back financially, emotionally, and affects every other area of your life, and a lot of guys don't recover from it. A lot of guys don't recover from that first business failure or that first, you know, that divorce or that girl that cheated on them or the, um, you know, innumerable situations that can come up from improper planning. So I guess what I'm saying is stop justifying failures as learning, learn from other people's failures in advance, learn also from their successes and spend the money, get the mentorship, get in there, um, and learn everything you can from them, and do your best to just keep winning. Grant Cardone has a good point. He's like, I learn more from my, I learn, I like learning from my wins, not from my failures. I'm very much in agreement with him. Learn from your wins, and learn from other people's wins, and learn from their failures in terms of them being a cautionary tale for what you're not going to do. If you want some more game on this type of stuff, it's important to be around the right winners, guys who've succeeded across all the disciplines. Um, I have to say I'm quite proud of, of what I've built here in my, in my brotherhood in terms of my clients and friends that are in there. And if you're interested in, in joining the brotherhood, it's revolutionarylifestyledesign.com forward slash brotherhood. And you can be around guys who've, you know, achieved success in in all areas of life. You know, there's guys starting anywhere from six figures to seven figures, eight figures, um, guys in their 20s all the way up to guys in their 40s like me. And it's a lifetime membership, I'm in there. Um, I'm not answering questions every day, but I do answer questions or addressed directly to me. And I'm in there two, three times a week answering. The other guys are in there answering anything you have about any goal that you're continuing to set or thinking about setting, you can get that answered. As well as if you want to learn how to really plan out and set your goals properly and extremely strategically over a decade with goals set for each year as well as for this year. Um, And how to create projects and action points to hit those and, and properly set assess what goals you should hit and plot out your the time it's going to take to hit those goals Uh, you can pick up my life game course at revolutionarylifestyledesign.com forward slash courses and other than that appreciate you watching this video much love to you and i will catch you in the next video